What's up guys? You are on the air and off the books with Beth Ann and Samantha. And today we have special guests, Justin of ATD and Ben of the Digital Den. Digital Ben. That's what my name tag says. Yes. And today we are going to be talking about Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson. And Ben and Justin can tell you guys what that book is about because I am a slacker this time. It's usually Beth Ann. And I only read... Yes, you didn't finish it this time. (laughs) Okay, well, to be fair, you guys do read a lot of books for the podcast. And this is a pretty long one. I was reading like three books at the same time. So I think that I can give myself a pat on the back. I got 200 pages in. Well, 200 pages doesn't even... uh, Isn't even a dent into... I agree because... Nothing happened in those 200 pages. Oh, that so. is, come on. I don't even believe you. Just, so, like, I mean, a little bit happened. What do you mean a little bit? Like, I, in, okay, like, she claims that it's too slow-paced. It is. It It's too slow for me. I don't get that. It was a good book. I give it, like, okay, I didn't you read the whole will... book, but I gave it, I give it, like, a 7 out of 10. That's it? Yeah. So Brandon Sanderson has a pretty consistent writing style in that he does a lot of world building. And with this book, being that it's all contained within the one novel, it is there's a lot of world building that's going on here. Whereas typically with the Stormlight Archives, a lot of that is continuing to be built out over multiple books in the series. Am I correct in saying that, Justin? Yeah, this one is a lot more self-contained. than Yes. But I don't feel like it's too much. Like, I don't feel like he overdid it. Because, like, there are plenty of books that you can... Okay, take H.G. Wells, for instance. If you go and read anything of his, he is going to describe every single blade of grass. Or, like, Stephen King. Like, every yeah. single, like, paint-drying moment. And this is not that. Like, well, that's not the same thing. Yeah. Like, the description not... is much more grand than it is def- singularly small-defined. I just don't think he overdoes it. I think it's just enough. So... Long pause. So we should <laughs> probably start with like just a, a general description of the book. And we're going to try not to spoiler things here at the beginning, but there's probably going to come a time where we're going to have to say spoilers coming up ahead. Cause yeah. You just can't. I don't even know how you pitched it to me to begin with, because like if I start talking about it, I can't not just be like, oh my God, this happened. Okay, well, let's recreate the moment. Justin, so, let's pitch the book for someone who's never so heard of this. It sounds horrible. So, a, it is set on a planet called Nalthus, where there is a magic system based around breaths. Each person has one breath, but you can give yours away and you can you know, get a lot more. The more breaths you have, the more magic powers you have. And you can put those breaths into objects and sort of briefly awaken them so that they can follow your command. So um, cool. Also, <laughs> the face. cover is not my favorite book oh, the cover. The cover is awful. <laughs> What's it's wrong very, with okay. Brandon, It's very old. Listen, Brandon looking. Sanderson, you need to change this cover. You could do so much more. I, I like it because the one thing that wasn't mentioned in that in that intro here uh, that Justin did, which was great, but there there is something to do with colors when it comes to your breaths. The more breaths you have, the more colors that you see, well beyond what the standard human eye can can experience. Yes. And I think that that is something that is portrayed in the book cover here as yeah. they are breathing out. There's multiple colors going. But through. I only but, understand the cover after I've read the book. 
Okay. But I have commitment issues with covers that have people on them. So I feel like if there wasn't a person... And also, that person is Vivenna, and I hate that. Mm. Oh, is that, <laughs> that is Vivenna. And Vivenna is apparently the worst character in the book. I can't stand her. Well, yeah, she's one of the major characters. So this is a book that um, there it, it's not one singular character that you're following. There It jumps back and forth between, uh, what is it, four different perspectives? We've got Vasher, Lightsong, Siri, and Vivenna. Is that, is yeah. that the four? Yep. Yeah. So it's not too bad. So the premise of the book is that a long time ago there was a war and a certain group took power and the group that had been in power was sort of exiled up near the mountains. And then in order to keep the peace, that exiled group is going to send its princess to marry the god king of, uh, it's called Halandrin. And, but there are rumors of a war coming where uh, the two groups are going to end up fighting each other. So hopefully to stave that off, they're going to, you know, sacrifice one of their princesses to marry this this god king. And that's it. That's all you get. The, <laughs> the princess who thought she was going to go, the older sister, ends up not going. Um, so when the younger sister goes, the, the older sister says, I'm going to go save her in this land where I don't know anything and don't know anyone, and somehow I'm going to take down everybody. Turns out that she probably can't. <laughs> yeah, plot twist. But it's the the nice I, thing I, about this book, and I like I'm going to be vague when I say this, but this is a little bit of a spoiler. Um, but I, I like the the really mind blowing thing about this book is that on on their surface, every character is different than what you picture in the beginning. Yes. You know, like, every character, I mean, like, Siri seems so, like, uh, manic pixie dream girl, almost. Like, like, uh, <laughs> What a specific description. Um, and it is so true. She's well, so, like... She's, like, so uh, carefree you know, and fun. Wild, and, like, she just does whatever on a whim, impulsive, like... Siri reminds me of every basic YA female main character. Really? Really? I think Vivenna is more like that, but... No, she's, like, the... She's like the sister villain. If, yeah. if you would have continued on, you would have seen that, that Siri was not quite like that. Yeah, and that's There's what I'm saying. It's like it starts out like growth. that, but every character grows so much. Except yes. Vivenna. She kind of. At the end, you could say she probably grows a little bit, but. She just she kind of like yeah. comes to an understanding and then levels out. And that's it. Like she doesn't do any more for herself. And then she just gets more selfish in a way. She's understanding, and then she gets it a little bit, and then she's just like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't know. So she's, let's, yeah. I don't know. Let's talk about the four perspectives of, you know, and, and let's talk, like, let's kind of rank them, you know. Like, who do we like in the story whenever... Light song. So you like Light, Light song. song is the literal best. Yeah. Light song is, uh, so in this land... If you die doing something heroic or something important, you can come back as what they call a returned, and you are sort of a perfect human being. You don't really remember anything about your old life, but there is this sort of court of gods of the returned, and Light Song is one of them. And yes, he just does not take it seriously. Yes, he's, he's super so silly. Funny. Yeah, and he just doesn't. I mean, it's not that he. I don't think it's that he doesn't care. Well, maybe he doesn't. He, he doesn't care about the godhood portion of it. Right. But the sort of 
quote-unquote, responsibilities of the gods. So they have one breath that they can give away and basically heal anything. So every day people come and say, hey, you know, my child is sick or I lost my job because my leg and he has to tell them no. Because if he gives that away, he dies. He dies. dies. Yeah. And like, I couldn't imagine like sitting there like with all of these droves of people and just be like, no, sorry, you're not worth it. <laughs> yeah. like, but he is, as far as we know, the only one who sort of takes that super kind serious. of seriously. Because they like are given art and he goes through and he goes through each piece of art and he like takes time for each like song or writing or poetry or things like that. But he's so, he's just hilarious. I don't know how to, like he's so sarcastic yeah. and funny and he's definitely, well, I don't know, Nightblood is also kind of comedic relief, but the light song is very much the comedic relief throughout the entire story. And he's just, and then Scoot also is... He puts up a song. I don't remember his actual name. I just remember it's him as Scoot. La- Laramar? Laramar, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, and the twist for that. Oh, my God. I just wanted to slap my eyeballs out. It was so good. Yeah. I'm so sad that you didn't get there because I just wanted to see the look on your face when you found out about all these people and the things that they really do. And you just dumped it. I feel like this book <laughs> is like an, like an analogy or an example of what this book is like. It's like... Setting up an intensely um, uh, complex set of dominoes, like you see those videos online of just like a ridiculously like long set of dominoes that it takes a while to be able to get everything all set up, but they like go out in all kinds of crazy different directions and stuff. But then once you start knocking down all of those dominoes, that's when all of the like really excitement happens here, mm-hmm. and it never stops after that. There's never a period it? of time when. Like, when I got to the point where it started all just coming down on top of you, and then, like, everything's happening all at once? Oh, people in, they called it Sanderlanch. Oh, Sanderlanch. That's yep. right. Yeah. Now, Most of his books have something like that. Okay. Oh so, yeah, I was yeah I was going to ask if that is something consistent in his yeah. writing. Yeah. Yeah, like, the last maybe third of the book is when everything, not everything, but a lot of things come together, and a lot of action happens that, that ties up a lot of things. And it's just like... One thing after another, after another, after another. It's just like things are constantly happening, and you're just like, you. I. It was fantastic. It was so good, and I'm so sad that you didn't like it. At least you like Light Song. I was worried you'd like Vivenna, and then I'd have to like, yeah, kick <laughs> no. you off the podcast. And, does anybody in here like Vivenna? <laughs> I don't hate Vivenna like you do. She just. I mean, uh, she's a 16 year old kid who's in way over her head. Yeah, she's sixteen. I don't seventeen. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, I know, but she's also yeah, but refuses to acknowledge like who she is, and she has to like cripple herself into poverty to be able to understand. And then she, and then as soon as she gets back, what she lost. She's just like, ah, whatever, I'm just going to go back to me. Well, but the, dif- the the difference here is that it's difficult to empathize with a character like her. You have to try to put yourself in her perspective, which is she was raised for 18 years as, like, royalty. Yeah, you I know, mean, I And guess. being treated like, like that with that high level of privilege and that, like, and she was told that she had this specific purpose from an incredibly young age and she had right. to accomplish this exact thing. And her whole life was about this sacrifice that she was going to make to marry the God King and how she had this, like, amazing, like, religious purpose. And, like, she was just on this shining pedestal. And I understand that she kind of, like, fell face first into yeah. life. 
I get that. But at the same time, she didn't do it gracefully. She fell hard. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> she, like, plopped, and it was awful to watch. And then when we get to, like, her walking into the city and finding this whole situation and then, like, befriending these mercenaries. Oh, my God. I'm still so heartbroken about that. Well, and that's the thing, like, you know, as much as I, I, I also don't care for Vivenna a whole lot, but I, whenever it jumps to her perspective, I'm still having a blast because the people that she meets and that she has to travel with, yeah. Denth and Tonkfa, I love their story. And yes. so, like, that I'm, was amazing. I'm all, I'm all about it. And that's why you have to, like, get... It, and it's not like getting through. It's like that's why you have to like take in all of the details throughout because everything, like you said, is so important. Mm-hmm. Like from the beginning to the very end of it, every detail is important because it all like comes out. There were things in there that like he would like pan to see like the statues in the garden or like the colors of the flowers or something like that. And all of it comes around and makes huge crucial sense in the end so if you like miss all of these details then we're well, missing yeah. like should we switch points. to spoiler mode now because it's it's hard to talk about without yeah without really spoiling is. things okay. do you know everything pretty much yeah I did my best to try to get her up to speed. okay I was gonna wonder and like you know from your perspective what do you think happened but all right so from this point on, Spoilers. So you better turn it off, Doug. Also, I'm wondering. <laughs> Did Doug not too, finish it? He is assuming. I didn't know this was going to come out very soon, so he's reading it. But he is like talking like Samantha, <laughs> like not really enjoying it and thinking that it's very slow. So I'm wondering if. Well, there's this, no pictures for Doug, so. Oh my god, she gets it. Yeah, they, no, leave that the graphic novels. Please, later. please leave that in. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's um. Well, Warbreaker to me is one of the best books I have ever read. It is so. I would agree. Yes. Um, and and I I will. It, it took me a while to 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 get through it. Um, but like Justin was talking to me about it the whole time, and he was like, "You gotta stick with it. You gotta stick with it. You gotta stick with so it." So good. You and listened to I'm it, though, right? So I did listen to it. Yes, and I'm and I'm glad that I did because I was able to figure out the exact pronunciations of these yes. characters. But anytime that we're like messaging about it or whatever, I don't have any idea how to spell the characters' names because I've never actually seen them written. What do you call Susebron? Susie Braun. Susie yeah, Braun. I, I always said Susie Braun. Yeah, it's that's it's Susebron. Okay. But that's just because that's at least that's how the audiobook narrator uh, pronounced it. But I would imagine that they're in talks. They would with have Brandon to be. Sanderson. Yeah, yeah like, like he would have to be a pro- in approval of that. <laughs> Brandon Sanderson's like that's yeah, not what I was promised, but it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. So, do you guys? What is your favorite character then? My favorite character is Death. Okay. So good. I mean, it's hard not to say Nightblood. He's but it's, so it's Nightblood for Light Song for me. <laughs> okay, Nightblood, I was concerned about, because he wasn't, because you get like little blips of him throughout the first part of the book, but you hear him more throughout the end of the book, and I like, the, the more he talks, the more that I like him. And that's the same with Vasher as well. Yeah. Like, I hated him at first. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. Because he, he's put forth as the bad guy. He is. And that's what was also so shocking is that this isn't even the guy that you think that he is because Denth and Tongfa are talking him up like he's this horrible like murderer 
and that he he's dangerous. And he killed our steel. How did he kill steel? How did he do it? Like he couldn't have because our yeah. steel is the best duelist, etc. And then when that came out, how he like defeated him? Did he tell you about that? Defeated our steel. Our steel and both yeah. is the same. It's the exact same. I think yeah. so. It was so good. So my wife is listening to the audiobook for for this right now, and I'm so glad that she is, uh, because as like just days before we recorded this, I was overhearing some of what they or what she was listening to, mm-hmm. and she was listening to um, uh, the story of Light Song, and she and it was him trying to figure out who he was in his past life yes. and he's like the investigator and he and in this scene that I was overhearing she w- it was talking about how he's realizing he has all of these skills of things that he's never learned in his returned form right uh, and one thing that it does mention it does mention that he knows a lot about sailing uh, which I never put really together in the past but there are some things that like it's like really brief that is mentioned in the book that is important that you would totally write off as just like oh he knows sailing terms whatever like who cares yeah but it's so important yeah in the end especially like when it hits him and he remembers why he's returned and then you're like crying and snotting everywhere and then like and and Scoot is his brother dude I didn't even know like he saved Scoot's daughter. And then watched him come back to life. Yeah, yeah. And then he just has to sit here and endure this. The abuse. <laughs> like, it's, it's playful abuse, but, like, it still is. be like, dude, come on. I just, if you knew, please. Well, and see, that's what was so shocking is because he tolerates so much from Light mm-hmm. Song for so long. And then when they're finally in the cages and, it, like, everybody's going to die and Scoot is like, just shut up. Like, you ruin everything. Like, will you take one thing seriously? And then you realize, like, because I thought Light Song was going to be, like, this warrior or, like, this, like. He thought that, too. Detective or, like, something crazy. Yeah, like, he's just like, maybe I can sword fight. And turns out he can. He can. And, and he gets, like, and his then he gets leg captured. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Then he gets stabbed in the leg and, like. And so, it, I like, it instantly broke my heart because he's screaming at Light Song, but Light Song doesn't know. Like, and Light Song has asked over and over and over again, and it's just like, dude, you can't just scream at him because he just has no idea what's happening. And then, like, the vision, and then you're just like... And it's, then he gets into this, like, depressed moment, and then you're just like, he's just going to give up. And I thought for a hot minute he was just going to give up. Like, he was just going to be like... Okay, I'm all right. I'll shut up. Like that's it. I'm done. Then I was like, no, I can't believe that. The twist with that too. So in the very first scene with Light Song, he's sitting in uh, his I don't know royal whatever chambers. chambers whatever. Yeah, and he is uh, looking at a painting. Do you remember this, Samantha? No. 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 Uh, <laughs> he's looking at a painting and he's being asked if he like gets anything from it and he sees like a boat he see like and he feels like it's I don't know I, I don't remember exactly how he feels about it but it's like like something depressive uh you know or like and he's always seen the war yeah. yeah yeah but I think that like I mean obviously he sees the boat because he drowned yeah right? it's like visions of his death mm-hmm. yeah which is like 
creepy. And that's the painting that's just red, right? Yes. So that painting, if you read the Stormlight Archive, you see it again. Oh. Like someone has that painting. Oh. That is so crazy how he just, like, takes, like, such little things and just sprinkles them throughout the whole, like... Yeah, and then it gives you, like, oh, wait, this, this person yes. has the painting. Who is this person? Like, the person is also eating, like, beans out of a tin, and you're like, where did he get tin? Oh, that's Scadriel. That's from Mistborn. Dude, it's so... <laughs> <laughs> it all just mixes together crazy. It makes no sense. Yeah. But the real highlight of the book is... Vivenna gets sort of kidnapped by Vasher because he's not sure what she's doing. She's going around trying to incite this war, and he's trying to stop it. So he kidnaps her, and then she escapes and goes back. And that's when she realizes Dinth, Tompfa, Jules, and Claude are not the happy-go-lucky mercenaries that she thought they were. And they tell her through the whole, whole thing. Book. I know. That they're not good guys. Yeah, they, don't trust mercenaries. You should never trust us. You should never trust us. And when we kid when you know you know, kidnapping is a bad business and like, you know, but and then they literally like let her know, you've been kidnapped. We're monsters. Run away! <laughs> and she's just like, oh, ha, ha, you're so funny. And and we're just like laughing it up over here because Denth is so lovable and wise. And then she like runs to the basement and then there's like animals <laughs> dissected all over the walls. Yeah, because Tom oh, was a psychopath. Yeah, it's, it, it, it was so interesting like because I was just talking to my wife who's in the middle of the book. Uh, and I was like, oh, so what do you think of Tonk Fa? And she's like, oh, he's so lovable. You know? <laughs> he's just a lovable oaf. Oh, what a dummy. He keeps losing all his pets. Like, they keep running away. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's so great, isn't he? And then, like, she was like, how dare you to, like, not tell me? Like, he's murdering all of them. He's not just murdering them. He's torturing them and killing them and then hanging their remains on the wall. Oh, it's horrifying. Like, he is it's... a psychopathic serial murderer. Like, he is the worst villain in this, I feel like. Like, he's the worst of the worst. And we learned that because that's what they were doing to Vivenna's... Like, a protector came later to kind of help her out. And she's like, well, I guess him and I are going to get married now. And then <laughs> she walks into the room and he is just dead in a chair having been tortured because they thought she figured it out and escaped. But she had just been kidnapped by Vasher. Right. So they outed themselves for no reason because they thought she ran away. Yeah. And he's asking her, like, what tipped you off that we were crazy? And she's just like, what are you talking about? And he goes, oh, God, you didn't know. And I'm like, nobody knew. I know. <laughs> nobody I know. knew. That's what makes Dad's my favorite yeah. character, though, is he's just, like, he, he's he's so honest you know, he's just like, yeah, you should never trust mercenaries. Hi, I'm a mercenary. The best way to be able to kidnap someone is for them to not know that they're kidnapped. By the way, we've been kidnapping you. <laughs> like, like, it's just, he's and so he's great. doing it this whole time, and you're just like, he is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out they've been the bad guys the entire time, and you've just been like, falling in love with these people. Just like, these are my favorite characters. Yeah. Like, it's fine. And it turns out he's, like, murdered every person that has been sent to save Vivenna and, like, shoved their bodies underneath the staircase. 
I was literally so distraught. I'm still distraught about it for days after. I went back and had to reread the whole thing again because I didn't believe it. I was just like, this can't have happened. It was so great. And then, so what got me, though, was that she immediately ran to the streets. Like, I don't know. She didn't have anyone else. I know, but I guess, like, I I guess that's a jump. Because I'm like, why wouldn't you seek out Vasher if you're going to die anyway? Like, you know what I mean? But he he had just kidnapped her. I know, but, like, wouldn't really you, her, like... She didn't really know him that He was well. honest about it, at least. Yeah. Hey, was... I kidnapped you. I want you to know that. Yeah. But they were <laughs> honest, <laughs> too. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you could be conflicted there. But, like, wouldn't you just be like, hey, like... Because he was saying to her, like, they were, you know, not who she thought, essentially, too. Like, I think he was kind of, like, trying to tell her, like... What are you doing? Like, why are you with these bad people? And she's just like, no, you're the bad guy. And he's like, no, why are you ruining this whole thing that I've been trying to clean up? And she's not processing still that, like, I have come in and single-handedly allowed myself to be the most important tool to start the war I was trying to stop. And, like, they used her as this pawn to essentially destroy everything that Vasher tried to But the actual prevent. person who was doing that was a character that you really liked. Which one? Oh, Blue Fingers. Blue Fingers. Yeah. Who was like the ultimate mastermind behind all this? Yes. I. It what that wasn't as much of a shocker to me. Well, because he he was un- like revealed closer to the end of the shocking reveals, and after a certain point, you're like, well, who else is lying about who they are? <laughs> True. Yes. Like, what else can happen next? But like, did you think he was just going to come in and like save the day? Sure. Yeah. I mean, Siri thought that. Dude, like, I... What was it you liked about Bluefingers? Because I didn't like anyone in the palace. I didn't like the scribes or the priests. No, they Yeah, the crazy. way they treated Siri, um, like, like in that, like, bathing scene or whatever, I was just like, I don't like Bluefingers. How dare you treat her like this? He was very just like, aren't you royalty? Shouldn't you know that none of this, like, I don't know. Like, it was so odd. And he was so sketchy. Throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. like secretly trying to talk to her, and I'm like, "This doesn't add up." And she's just like, "Oh yeah, I can trust him." So she's, I don't know. I liked, I still like Siri a lot more than Vivenna because at least like she embraced who she was as a person and then yeah. grew from that exponentially. And Vivenna just was like, "Ooh, I don't know. I don't like her. <laughs> I just don't like her at all." So did you have any theories at all when you were reading it? Like any like kind no. of. So what did you think reading I mean, 200 this pages is a long time to not... Have to anything to say. I was just like, I, I think they're just having an adventure here. Just along for the ride. Just, yeah, yeah. just having a good time. So what did you think of the God King? So Sebron. What, did you, what were your just general thoughts on his character in the brief time that he was there in the book? For you. And the first 200 pages. I thought he was just being a stand-up guy. Did you think that... <laughs> did, did you know that he didn't have a tongue? No. Okay. Yeah. That also broke my heart. I was so upset when I found out. I was like, this this man is not even like a man. He's like this guy trapped in this body, can't talk to anybody, has this one children's book like that he clings to. He's like a little boy. He is, and it's just so like He's so pure. See, he is kind of a stand-up guy, so you're kind of right. Yeah, I guess you were right about that. I love Sisebron. He's one of my favorites as well. He was very interesting. He's the probably the purest character. But the term God King, like Scary, like oh my god, yeah, the god king, but they painted the him to be worlds. this like monster, yeah, who could do anything he wanted and destroys people who 
who blinks Scratch at him. Scratch their ears, yeah. Right, and he literally had no idea how to use any of the breaths that he couldn't, had. yeah. And he was well, getting like four or five breaths. Yeah. But he could. He could have with training. Exactly. But they're not going to, they were never going to train. Yeah, no, he, and then. He didn't have a tongue, and you have to speak incredibly, like, succinctly and clearly to be able to use your breaths. But and he, how can you do that without a tongue? I know, but he didn't know that you could use your breaths with, like, his hands and stuff like that, right? Yeah, in some there, way? there is, a, if you have enough breaths, there is a way to command without speaking. Oh. And that's how they transfer it, them from, that. like, that, him yeah. to the Vasher baby knows how to do born. it because he's the one who gave him all the breaths in the first place. But you have to, like, Which learn. literally blew my mind that he was the whole reason that everything was going on in the first place and the reason that they cut his tongue out. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, though. How dare he? Rude. I mean, you, you have this thing that you can keep all the breaths, but they can't do bad things with them. Then why not just disperse them and let it not happen? I guess there wouldn't be a story if they did that. <laughs> but yeah. that's my thing is like he went ahead anyway and entrusted these when he could have just been done. I mean, it's better than putting a thousand breaths into a sword. Yeah. <laughs> that was Nightblood. so interesting. Nightblood is the most frightening. When I mean, he's got a frightening name. <laughs> yes, but also like what he's such a toddler. Yeah, I don't know. Like, he is, yeah. He, he has no idea what's going on. No. He, just, he has this one thing like, he's supposed to do. And then when he's used, like, you completely, like, mm-hmm. like pull, like, whatever. He blacks out, essentially, in this rage. Yeah. And then he's, like, dissolving walls and crap because he's so powerful. And you're just like, whoa. Like and the, then he starts talking and you're just like. I did good, right? Tell me I did. Yeah, I did a great job. Or like, he, like when he, he meets Vivenna for the first time, he's like, "Hello, would you like to kill anyone today?" And it's just like, what? In a way, and then she you, just pukes. Like, in a way, you could make the argument that Nightblood is more pure than Cesebron in in his innocence. I mean, because I mean, they're yeah. both very childlike in a very similar way, but he's like. Pure evil in its most childlike. Oh. I, like if you could take if if a baby were born and they were the ultimate evil somehow, um, like it's that's what somehow Nightblood kind of is. I don't know. It's I, weird. I would, I would say that's actually not true. I would say Nightblood is all good. But but he is he uh, bad. He, he kill kills people. bad people. His command is to destroy evil. But then that gets into like a morality thing. Like what is bad? Who defines that? It, the person using it, he will. The person using it will kill everybody and then themselves if they're a bad person. That's going to wipe out majority of the population then. Because yeah. People, well, I guess. Okay. I, guess I mean, if I, your will isn't strong enough, you know what I mean. Well, if you're not good enough, like Vivenna's a bad person. She's not bad enough to use Nightblood. Vasher could I'm use so Nightblood, but Nightblood just sucks all of the life out of you. It will. It takes every breath you have. So he's going to kill you anyway. Yeah, but only because he's doing such a good job destroying evil. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a complicated character. But he's, they're like the Cosmere books are filled with like really powerful weapons. In Stormlight Archive there are shard blades. Nightblood is more powerful than all of those. I was about to say, I think you said that he was the most powerful weapon in the whole Yeah. And that's why 
he had to kill... Oh, shit, I forgot her name. What's her Shishara. name? Shishara. Yes. The woman who created that. Because she's the reason why, like, sh- they have lifeless in the first place and all of these, like, crazy things is because she was just giving away this, like, powerful knowledge to people who weren't going to do things the right way with it. Well, like, um... Like, the five scholars, but it was mostly Vestial who created the lifeless. Mm-hmm. I think... But they worked, still they worked. Vestial is still alive. But they worked together on it. And then they said, oh my god, these lifeless are terrible. We have to come up with something to destroy the lifeless. Let's like, describe what the lifeless are for anyone that oh. did not listen to the spoiler warning and are this far into the podcast. Oh, it's like, okay, so you die. And then somebody can put a breath in you and bring you back. With, and then a instead, of, zombie instead of blood, right. you have this thing called icker alcohol. Like, right. a, like a puppet, kind of. Yeah. You know, like a dead person in the morgue, essentially. Like you're, yeah. Yeah, but you can be puppeteered into doing Yeah, you exactly. have certain commands and you you follow these commands and like you just kind yeah. of exist. But you don't really have like emotions. You don't really have like thoughts or anything like that. You're just kind of like there to do somebody's bidding, essentially. Mm-hmm. You don't breathe. And you're, like, completely gray because you don't have any, like, breath. Like, I mean, you have a breath, but it's not, like... Yeah. You're dead. So yes. you're just... You're there. just awakened. You don't have yes. breath. You are just an awakened thing. Because at that point, you're just an inanimate object. Yeah. But, yeah, so then Shashara and Vasher are like, okay, we made this weapon. This weapon can destroy these lifeless. No problem. Let's make more. And Vatra's like, holy crap, no. Yeah. This thing is terrifying. So he kills Shashara to stop her from making more awakened weapons. Which is so sad because that was his wife. And Denth's sister. And that's why Denth hates Vasher. And he killed Arsteel. Which Arsteel is Claude. Claude, yeah. I didn't... I've read it twice and didn't catch that. Dude. I catch that by... Caught that by reading things online. But it makes sense because that moment when she, when Vivenna recognizes when he's saving her life, and he has that like moment where he seems more. Because yeah, he, he was a. A returned? He was a returned, yeah. So he was a little more cognizant. Oh, okay. Of I forgot that. His skill and stuff. Because Vasher, Denth, Shashara, R. Steel, and all of them, whatever his name is, Vestiel, are all returned. Mm hmm. So they're way more powerful, essentially, than everybody else, which is so crazy to me. How that worked out. It's <laughs> a wild ride, you know? It is. And it's hard to kind of talk about because there's, you know, four stories going on. Yeah. yeah. And then within those four stories, like, it's a, its own book, you know? Yes. Well, so let's, let's talk about the big climactic moment. Which one? <laughs> Talking about Light Song in the Cages. When Sebron is in the cage next to him, weeping at what's going on. So they're going to kill the God King to incite this war. They're going to make it look like their enemies killed him. So then the enemies are definitely going to fight this. And they're going to kill Ciri, their princess. Mm-hmm. And Sebron loves Ciri. Genuinely, they, yes. Yeah, Ciri and, and the God King, they love each other genuinely. Yes. And I and I love that it's like it's so it, sweet. You, what started out as like a, a like a horrifying meeting turned into a sweet love story. Like she taught how to like, read and he writes notes to her and it's cute. Yeah, it's adorable. Yeah. So, so then they're sacrificing him, and then Light Song has one divine breath that can heal anything. Heal anything. And they reach out, and then it cuts out. 
Nothing happens. Like you move scenes, and then you're well. He literally... said he says the command. Yeah, he my says, breath to yours, my life. Yes, yours. but it cuts out. Well, because he dies. I know, but then you don't really register what's happening because you're just like he says it. But then what? It why? Because it didn't at that moment re- make me remember like he's healing him, but healing him, he's the god king. Why does he need heal? But then. So Sabra, like, bursts out and is, like, saving Siri, and he's, like, talking, and I'm like, Ugh, he grew his tongue back! Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the walls are just filled with color. Yes! <laughs> so cool. It's such a great moment, because then I was just like, and then, like, Scoo's, like, crying over Lightsong's dead body. He's just like, he sacrificed himself twice. He's such a good man. And I'm like, he is a good man. Oh, my man. God! <laughs> and, but there's still this, like, lifeless army marching oh, towards yeah. Idris. <laughs> and Bastard's like, well, it was actually Nightblood who said, hey, didn't you leave an army here? Yeah. He's like, nope, didn't do that. And he's like, yeah, you did. I remember it was yesterday. And you know, then it can hear everything. 300 years. Years. <laughs> about? It's like all the statues are filled with awakened bones. Mm-hmm. So not only are they lifeless, they're made out of stone. <laughs> and like, he gives you glimpses of all these statues throughout the entire book and you never know that they're like so crucial to the end. Yeah, they're actually, like, and, people. Yeah, and, and that he hid them in plain sight. And Vasher is not only, like, one of the heroes of the mini-war, he is also the villain. Yes. Like, they, he said, no one could understand that someone would change their position, so they made me a second person. Yeah, because they were talking about uh, Khaled, like, yeah. the destroyer, and then, like, peace, Peacemaker. What was his name? They're... But there are these two different, like, entities they think are fighting each other throughout this mini-war. And it's really just Basher. That's it. Yeah. Because he was, like, for it and then totally against it. And so they just separated him completely. And then you find out he's just this complex character who started the whole problem in the first place. And is still grumpy about the whole thing. Yeah, still mad. (laughs) Just walking around in rags. Like, whatever. He's kind of a grumpy old man. I guess, but still. And then, like, I didn't like that Vivenna and him, like, he obviously loves her or likes her in a way. And I was just like, I don't know that I agree with that. Like, at the end, he's like, all right, see you later. She's like, wait, I want to. Yeah, she kind of like tags along. But he, Nightblood even says that you like her, don't you? I mean, I think he appreciates the person she sort of became, but I, I don't know that I interpreted that as... Romance. I, I, I agree, and I, I think that it was more of like a like an, a, a, like an apprentice sort of situation. And the problem is that the second book is probably going to be about him and Vivenna going off to whatever is next. Kilvestial. Yeah. I mean, or it's called Nightblood is the next book. There is. Being written. For the record, it's not published. I don't like Vivenna. Oh, do you think they're going to anymore? Well, yeah, I don't know. And they're going to fall in love, and it ticks me off. One of the great things, though, is if you go on to read the Stormlight Archive, there are characters from this book that are... In that series. In which that I series. started that book. It, Way I, of Kings is tough to get in. into. There are, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. You just kind of have to push through. Are you reading Way of Kings? No. <laughs> I don't, Poor Samantha. <laughs> if you wanted one that's kind of... Less confusing, you would want to probably start with Mistborn, and I would recommend Era 2. I would skip Era 1. Yeah, because you didn't like the first one, right? I didn't like it, but also I felt like it was more complicated. Oh. Like, Era 2 is just like this Wild West lawman shooting things with guns for the most part. Hmm. I mean, it's more complicated than that, but... 
the base of it feels like that. So what would you recommend to read instead, Samantha? A Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh, she says that this is similar to that. It is a lot similar, like the plot and everything. I mean, I have not read that, but I could see, like, someone shows up to this city where there's, a, like, you know, we have the court of the gods and the god king and the scribes and the priests. I think the guys would all like People are it. trying to navigate this world of... There's a high lord. I mean, I could... <laughs> sold. I mean, it's... <laughs> you got me. I mean, it's certainly not like... Like, Brandon Sanderson did not invent a person going to... Another yeah, it's place like and a, being confused and what do they call it? Is it a trope? Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, he. Uh, not all of his books are completely original ideas. I, I read earlier this year the YA series, uh, the Reckoners series, oh. um, and it's very similar to the well, the popular graphic novel and then turned TV show on Amazon Prime, The Boys. Um, and I think that this is a oh, YA really? book. Uh huh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh really? Yeah. But it's it's a lot less like okay. brutal <laughs> than, than the, like, oh, this God. show. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. So, but it's you know that that series is basically just like what if all superheroes were really horrible people? Yeah, corporate shills. Yeah, because that is exactly what would happen. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. people would try to make money off it as soon as possible. Oh yeah, no, there wouldn't be any wholesomeness in it at all not at all so if you want to check out warbreaker (laughs) we have it yeah there's a lot of different ways you can actually check it out because you know we can you can get the physical copy here at the kokomo howard county public library but you can also read it or listen to the audio book using hoopla as well overdrive it's hoopla overdrive it's on Overdrive as well. Oh, is it on Overdrive as well? Mm-hmm. well, well then so you got the whole, I the whole checked thing. all three out and then did everything everywhere. So no one else could listen to it? <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what Well, I, I guess Hoopla, people still could. But. Yes, that's true. But yeah, I just needed to like have access to it when I had like five minutes here and there. And I think it only took me a month to read it. That's not bad. It, Bravo, took, it took me a lot less than a month, but... <laughs> Well, we're talking about me here, so... But you guys should read it. Don't be like me and only get to page 200. Okay, but to be fair, this is, like, how you feel all the time. Yeah, that's... Also, if they haven't read it, I kind of hope they're not listening to this part of the podcast. That's true. Like, <laughs> you should have stopped a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, we spoiled literally everything for and you. And if you didn't, then I wouldn't even bother reading it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it... So if you skip to the very end of the podcast, which you probably didn't, but I'm going to say it anyway... Check out Warbreaker. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what you think. If you agree with Samantha or us. Yes. I really want to shout out to Justin and Ben for joining us on this podcast. And we will see you guys next week. Uh, What are we reading next week? We're going to be reading something next week. Yeah, I'm actually not sure. I don't know. Oh, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Oh, it's. um, I have to read. it's Riley Sager. Oh, yeah. Are yes. we trying him again? Yes. Oh, wait, is that a girl? Or is that a it's guy? A, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, sorry, Riley. Mystery um, author Riley Sager. We don't know what your gender is. Um, so sorry. But, but we'll be reading them and then giving them another chance because they wrote Lock Every Door. Which I hated. 
which we didn't like, and that book was cursed anyway because we had to re-record it like six times. Th- was it? Probably. It was, it was definitely three for sure. So, <laughs> so we are gonna. Get House it. Across the Lake and Home Before Dark. Yes. I'm reading House Across the Lake because we drew straws, and then you're reading Home Before Dark. Yes. So you guys can join us um, next time and listen in on that. And we will see you guys next time. But next week, next year. I don't know when this is. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>